Friends in ministry, we encourage and inspire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Live from the Gen Studio, we enlighten and support each other. We're promoting positivity, positivity, friends in ministry. Tell us where you've been, tell us what you've seen, friends in ministry. All right, welcome, welcome back to Friends in Ministry, guys. Welcome to Friends in Ministry podcast. I'm your host, Ricky Ricardo, as usual. Friends in Ministry is brought to you by the Holy Armor Clothing Line, where you suit up, stand up, and stand out. Don't forget to shop with them. Today, Friends in Ministry is also brought to you by the Gen Studios that we are um, here today recording. Also, as I said in the previous episode, um, we thank you for your patience. Um, I know that we have, you know, took a little break, but I had, you know, a lot going on with, um, as I mentioned in the previous episode, you know, I, you know, got a new job, relocated to a new, you know, state, new city and everything. So, you know, I was taking the time to get settled in and, um so thank you for again for your patience but we're back again with friends in ministry and today um our guest is my friend and brother um we go way back way way back (laughs) way back um uh, he currently attends the upc united pentecostal um church in Sharpelin, um, St. Catherine. Um, he's a Caribbean Maritime University graduate who recently graduated with his bachelor's in logistics and supply chain management, currently working with a career company. Um, he's a musician. Um, and we're going to be talking to him you know, today about his experiences in ministry and just about his journey so far. None other than Raymond Thomas, bro. Welcome to Friends in Ministry. Yes, bro. Good to be here. Good to be here. <laughs> yeah, bro. Good stuff. So welcome to the thing. Um, you know, as we were <laughs> talking off air, you know, I mentioned like I didn't, you know, get a chance to, you know, formally prepare questions you know for this interview but we're going to wing it and you know see where 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 we get and different things that we can talk about first um before before that i also had mentioned in the previous interview that don't forget to check out my friend dana russell her book in search of love her true story it's on Amazon. Um, don't forget to check it out. Dana Russell, In Search of Love of My True Story. On, you can order on Amazon. All right. So, bro, I normally ask my guests and so on. First question. What's good? How are you? How are things? What's been going on with you lately? How is everything going on? Um, you know, so far, so good. Um, recently completed um, <coughs> studies in logistics and supply chain management. Um, we already did a Bachelor of Science degree. I'm currently working with a career company, eventually hoping to venture out um, on my own, doing my own thing, my own business. Um, but for now, I'm just working with them still doing what I'm doing, still at church, um, involved in music and such. Um, although no more so production rather than music, but yeah. We mean production more than music. <laughs> um, all right. You're more so, into you're now more into production at church than music. Explain. What do you mean by that? All right. So since um COVID, yeah. you know, most churches, if not all, um, start to venture in the online platform and as such 
at one point um the restrictions were that only 10 people could attend church physically right and so um what we decided to do is venture on the online platforms via well at the time it was via zoom right so we'd um have zoom meetings and such but now we're moving from zoom going in now to youtube yeah um and as such we have um basically formed a media team our media team slash production team um so not only for streaming services and such but eventually what we plan to do because normally and things like christmas easter we normally have like drama productions right we want to start doing those um online as well and having a more professional production being put out there so oh so you're more you're more on that side of things yeah. now where no, as it right. relates to put getting the music and the, the, the technical team right. um audio visual all that stuff okay understand understand um so uh, how does it so all right you just graduated from maritime um for many persons that didn't know i actually attended maritime for like a year, <laughs> you know. I don't know if you remember, bro. I used, I, I was going to Maritime part time. Yeah. Um. Yeah, while working, right before I migrated, and but at the time it was institute, but now it's an accredited university. So, um, good stuff. So how 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 does that feel? I know you didn't get to have a formal graduation, you know, with everything, but how does it feel? Because I personally know what it feels like to. You know, graduate from university after the long struggles of you know studies and everything. So how how does congratulations by the way? I didn't yeah, mention that, but congratulations. Good. But how does that feel to finally finish? Because like as I said, I've I went to <laughs> Maritime. I know what it's like. I know those yeah, professors man. and everything that I know, bro. I, we don't have to say everything, but. Yeah, man, right? <laughs> No, I forgot that one. <laughs> right, but how how does it feel to, you know? Um, yeah. for me, alright, for me, well, most people, the most of the, the feelings culminate on graduation, graduation yeah. day. Right. Um, for me, graduation wasn't um so much of a big deal. Um, it's just the fact that I have been. I've been through the four years of a program and came out successful at the end of the day. That's all that really mattered. So you're one of those persons, bro, that don't care for graduation. Like, yeah, yeah. bro, like, yo, that's that's your art. That's the moment you 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 indulge in, like all those years. That's the reward of it. Like, I always have like have some friends where, yeah, when it comes to graduation, like they they don't even go. <laughs> Yeah, so we are one of those persons. You don't really care for the ceremony. Yeah, yeah. That really it's not that that big of a deal for me. Okay, okay. Yeah. Sorry, bro. Um obviously as I mentioned, you're a musician, you um I always mention, I don't know if you remember, but I always said to people, I think I even said it on this platform before that personally, I believe that the UPC branch of churches has the best set of musicians. <laughs> what say you to that saying? Ah. Uh, um, yeah, to, to some extent. Don't be modest, um, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have, we have very, very capable and very talented musicians, yes. Um, I wouldn't say I'm trying not to be biased, so I would say to to some extent we have the the best. All right, it's as I said, it's just my personal belief. Like growing up in Jamaica, yeah, and uh, you know being to different events, whether that's you know you come you fest, you know the different concerts, yeah. all that stuff. Seeing the UPC musicians, personally, I just feel like yeah. the best gospel musicians in Jamaica are. United Pentecostal Church, but mm-hmm. 
you know. So, anyways, bro, you started out, huh? If you, if you check it out, then yeah. if you check it out, most are most of the, the top musicians, even if they're not um currently in the apostolic circle, their their roots, their culture is from the apostolic circle. So, I guess I can say we we have the best. You do, you guys do, bro. Let's just. Um. So, you started out in music playing the drums. Mm-hmm. You know, I I remember when you know you were a drummer. That's that's what you were into, and you started playing the drums at an early age. What you know led to that enthusiasm about the drums, and what made you you know gave you that drive to wanting to be a drummer. In the early stages, um, I can't. All right, me playing the drums. I I think it was just um that natural gravitation. Like every young every young boy, um, true in those true. times. Yeah, true. Hey, it's just gravitation. bro. I don't call you. Funny thing. <laughs> yeah, man. Funny thing. When they were having, so I started um doing music at church. Mm-hmm. When I remember when they had the, the the classes and I said who want to you know learn how to play an instrument and they were taking a different list of instruments. Bro, I put down my name to play drums. That's a, bro, I was crazy about drums growing up. And I went to the classes and ended up learning how to play keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. Man. Yeah, so it's just that natural gravitation towards the drum. Um you know, in in, in my church the first row um, is right in front of the drum set. Don't know if right. you remember yeah. how our church set up. Right. So yeah. I would always be in that first row and just zone focusing on whoever is playing. And that's how I really um, started playing the drums. Um, I don't even remember which age I started playing. But yeah. So. The drums. Yeah. So. When you got to about 14, 15, you started, even before that, you know, you started to mm-hmm. have an eye for the keyboard. And, you know, you then, you know, turn around and ventured into, you know, the keyboard aspect of the, the, the music. What led to that change? Like, you know, because it's not, to me, it's not necessarily like, you know, you, 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 like you were a great drummer, you probably still play drums, but at the time before when you switch over, because yeah, I remember, bro. Like you know, you were getting your little off timings and <laughs> rudiments down and all that stuff. So, like, what led to the switch to being keyboard? And, you know, uh, well, a lot of persons don't know this story, but I didn't really. There was no pull to the keyboard um, for me. As a matter right. of fact, how I started playing the keyboard, I just simply with a pure idleness and joke. <laughs> and joke, really. So it's like, um, back in the other day, we used to have a, a like a PSR keyboard in the back of church. Right. And usually every Saturday, we practice clean instruments and practice. So I always had to practice a play drum and thing. And um, one day, it's like you remember Dushin, Dushin would take up the keyboard and we just start making noise on the keyboard. Right. Um him could have play some basic cards. And yeah. after time after time sat there after some we just copy when play. And from that it really started there. Um eventually get a one of the same PSR um personally. And at that point, we just start playing. We start listening to songs, start playing. Never know what my place um, Never have proper fingering, no, nothing <laughs> proper about it. Just start playing. And just go from this, eventually start playing at church. Um, you know, them normally make you start playing a night service. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I don't know about that. Like, I started playing in swimming service, even when oh. I didn't even know what I was playing but. Well, I, I think the first time we played in a church was a night, night service, if I remember correctly. Okay. But yeah. So, so, from there. okay, so, all right. 
obviously you you have or you had um a great at the time because you know i our church is used to fellowship a lot so i used to visit your church a lot and obviously you had an older uh, musician that was there in lincoln um you know did you take anything from him i personally remember like you know he was always full of cards man like he was just like a cardified person like did you you know get any you know thing from um, him because you know when you're growing up are you as a musician every musician has somebody that they take things from you know what i mean yeah. so did you get anything from him um so all right in that initial state um i've played the keyboard um as i said i was just copying whatever i saw Lucian playing on the keyboard and i think he saw that as interest in the keyboard and then he began to teach me some stuff um basically he taught me what i was doing so right. so because you didn't know what he was doing. Right. right so i would be playing a c card for example i wouldn't yeah. know what that is Right. And that's what he told me that all right, this is C, um, these are notes, etc. etc. And it just progressed from there. Okay. So yeah. now you're at the stage where you are. Like I came on to a live the other day and it was a big production, and lo and behold, <laughs> your spearheading um so to speak, it was were I guess the MD from what I saw. Um, so how did it feel? Because, I mean, I wouldn't say, you know, I got on your level. But I remember <laughs> when, you know, I grew up as a musician and as I got better and better, like, you know, as you, you know, Echo, like, mm -hmm. the better you, you start getting and getting, like, the more you're welcoming to the organizational speech. Because, you know, each organization has different branches. And things like you start get a little better, all right? Yeah, certain branches when they go, you get a little play or a little, you know, FaceTime, or you know, I like the, the, the you know, the better you get. Because I remember, like, when I started, you know, getting more plays at our headquarters, and I was, you know, get to where you know, I was a part of the of the group, and you know, so it's like the more the better you, you start getting, the more exposure you start getting to a wider um thing so tell us about that um gradual you know improvement to get you to that point where you know you earned the respect of many um great musicians in your organization funny story again um you know the as would i say in our language when we boss yeah yeah um it wasn't really a keyboard, my boss one, a drum. Um, right. So more people so, knew you from them. Thanks. Yeah. Right. So it was a it was at a, a convention, a UPC convention. Uh, it was the first time. I don't remember the year, but I was very young. And um, I think it, at the time of me and Dushin, um, they did the convention and they had a section of the convention called the Holy Ghost right, where people come to for the Holy Ghost and so right. only person a singer, musician a change rapid. Yeah. So that was when we get my first bus. Yeah. Playing in front of the convention. And you know, as I look at you, yeah, yeah, I always I listen. Cause you know, I was there convention convention and listen to the other musicians and stuff. Right. And practice when you go back to your local church. So Yeah. As a young, young little drummer now, I wouldn't say I was really eager um, to play at convention, but the opportunity came and I took it. Right. But um, when when we take the stick, we play every single thing when we know. <laughs> <laughs> every chop, every roll, everything. And yeah. you know, funny enough, um, there was a lady, I don't, up to this day, I don't know her. She yeah. like she noticed me up here and then she took out her phone and a video. <laughs> and at the end of the night now me see somebody come to me and I said, No, you this I played them. I said, Yeah, me that and that's that's where we really get um notoriety with other musicians. So everybody know me as a drummer from then. 
and then all of a sudden them just start to play the keyboard throughout right. and over. So yeah. Um I guess the the respect that coming from the drum days coming up. Right. Because yeah. you had that you start you built yeah. that rapport coming up. So okay. Good stuff. Um <laughs> so um do are are you currently when it comes to like convict the, the organizational convention, are you the MDR you're a big part of the music um you know the, the, are you a big part of the music aspect of it um are you like a go-to like okay <laughs> no Raymond is gonna be on um, first Sunday morning uh, I wouldn't consider myself a go-to okay but but um so for the past two conventions um, because of COVID, um, it didn't take the normal format. Right. So what ended up happening is that we have um, the convention at one of the churches in Kingston. Right. And each night, you would have a different group ministering, a different band. Right. But it may, it's just two bands, really. And we just right. continue the nights. And so there's a band A and a band B, and then... Um, I guess you could say I was the, I'm the lead, or I was the lead keyboard of a, one of the bands. Was. I was as it, but yeah, because the convention gone, but <laughs> I'm gone already. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Okay. So, all right, speak about this, because this is something that I'm thinking about before I move to my next point. Um, in churches, and you have bands and musicianship, speak about the... <clears throat> influence that having somebody that is on their instruments that is of a certain level speak about how that pushes you to be better because something that uh, i think sometimes it can be psychological but if you have somebody that's not necessarily on the level that you are at and you know they're not building their craft and coming with something new to the table and things of that nature sometimes you know even though you you should necessarily need that from someone to push you but in 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 shoot and and in fact it does push you to be better so like you had you know persons like dushin you know um you know lincoln and other members of the the organization when you guys would link up our workplace how that helped to push you to improve your craft yeah so as i said i put you can put it this way <clears throat> it can either make you or it can break you as a musician right um in, all right you see when you start especially when you're starting out um it tends to be a very influential thing where you look up to persons especially if you see that they're, they're at a certain level. Yeah. Um, however, if that can provide an initial motivation, yeah. but if that person themselves um, is not seeking to always improve themselves, if they are stagnant after a while, if you're not careful, if you don't have a, a drive yeah. for yourself, a different passion, yeah. apart from that initial motivation, then it, it Little, little bit from that, um, you yourself become stagnant as well. Right. Um, so, yeah, it can either make you or break you. On the flip side, if each member of the band um, has a passion and a drive, it helps to motivate each other and build on that internal passion that each of us have for the music. Yeah, because, like, you know, it, 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 it really enhances when you know, like other members of the band are at a level that they, you know, want to get better and that will in turn make you get better. Right. So, like, sometimes that's really a big thing. So you had, you know, persons that would have, that would have pushed you to get to that part. So I like having musicians on the podcast where I don't, they, it's music, music is not the only aspect to them. You know, because, you know, they have the stigma on musicians and, you know, we're going to talk about that um, further down. But 
I like when time, you know, musician has musicians has different aspects um, to church and uh, um, spirituality and worship. Other than you know, oh, I'm just a musician. I just go to church to play the music. So, you know, in your bio, as you said, um, you served, you know, a term as an assistant to the men's president, um, you know, back at your church. Um, how was that? How was that for you? Having um, something else to look forward to that wasn't music. Uh, that was a, a experience in, a, in and of itself. Um, um, at that time, COVID just rolling. Right. So, as a department, we did not really get to achieve all that we wanted to achieve. Right. But apart from that, the experience was um, a good one. Um, we tried to start some programs to um, regain some young men that um, you know have left the church. Because you 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 would remember we are, we used to have a lot of young men, a um, lot of young musicians as well in our right. church. And you know, as time passed. One by one, um, started leaving and such. So we try to, and we're still, um, still carrying out that program where we try to reach um, those persons that um, lost their way along this journey. But yeah, it was a it was a good experience um, being the assistant men's president. Yeah, because you know it's something different that you you have to you're in charge of they are looking forward to you because obviously in your instance they would have had a president but if anything right. like he needed to delegate anything like you would be the one that would be right. um in charge of that also you know as you you mentioned initially you are part of the you know over the the whole production aspect of things audiovisual concerning regarding you know your church um so i talked to somebody about this last interview speak to the whole um the pandemic giving the church an opportunity to embrace the virtual space because i feel like before that it wasn't necessarily like it was frowned upon but it wasn't an an ideal situation or scenario you know the churches weren't that you know you know you have older you know members of the church who weren't keen on things like you know social media aspect of you know spreading the gospel but obviously the the pandemic came a lot of things were shut down and you know people had to switch to to that people had to go there to speak to how you know, um, the advantages of embracing the virtual space as it relates to, you know, ministry overall. All right. So, you know, well, the, the stigma, and I guess it is probably true to a certain extent, is that um, the whole tele-evangelism thing and right. social media, back in the day, you know, people frowned, frowned upon it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even go as far as saying it is the, the tools of Satan. You, you know the works. Yeah. Um, but I guess it was mostly out of ignorance still, and the, the pandemic right. really served as an eye-opener to the church um, that these devices are, and platforms are not necessarily, they are tools. They're not necessarily tools of God or tools of the devil. They are just tools that can be used to either do good or do evil. Right. So, especially in spreading the, the gospel, um, online, the online platform, Televangelism, is a very, very powerful tool. Um, and you have to, it has to be treated with the utmost respect because <clears throat> it is easy to capture a whole heap of people. And we see it all over. All the time, right. All over. It is very And it's easy to 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 be misinterpreted. Right. Because obviously the whole you remember the whole viral you know, with the shit. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. like that when 
that went as far as to get on what um, Kevon, Kevon mm-hmm. Carter, and Kevon stage like most of the the you know the gospel um, comedians used it. Right. Right. So and I, we see all the time a lot of videos coming out of Jamaica, you know, people in the church you know, singing of key and things of that I need just so. Yeah. Like it's good and bad. Yeah, it's a lot of good, a lot of bad. But um, at the end of the day, it all boils down to how you use it. Yes. Um, and the respect you have for the platform, because right. um, it's a very delicate thing. You, you can lose a lot of people, or you can gain a lot of people through it. True. True. All right. So, um, talk about. Let's talk about the you know, the, the whole musician thing where, you know, obviously there's, there have, I know you have been through different stigma, stigmas that the church and a whole has placed on musicians. Um, do you think that some of the stereotypes that are on musicians are valid or are they warranted based off what? Are actions of actual musicians, or do you think sometimes musicians get a bad, um, you know, rip because of the actions of other musicians? Because, like, well, you know, the whole thing, you know, musicians are not spiritual, yeah. musicians don't do this, musicians don't read scriptures, musicians don't pray, musicians just come to church and, and play and go home and stuff like that. Because I remember, like, growing up in, you know, what kind of church like that was a lot you know what i mean like people didn't really you know have musicians rated on certain kind of levels so like do you think that the, the some of the stereotypes are warranted based on things that have actually happened or sometimes people just have off musicians just to have off them um i don't think the the stereotypes are warranted however I, I have uh, what I can say is that um, even though they are not warranted, they will always come, and it's just sad to say that some of the times some musicians um, are discouraged by it and end up living up to those um, negative stereotypes. Um, so I wouldn't say those stereotypes are warranted because at the end of the day. Um, a musician, in, in the whole context of a church, a musician is not much more different from a usher, much more different from the pastor. We're all members of the same body. Right. But um, I know the stereotypes. Yeah. Um, I know um, musicians are looked down upon in certain lights. Um, the whole ministry of music is looked down upon. Friends in Ministry as usual is brought to you by the Oli Armor clothing line where you suit up, stand up and stand out. Shop with them today to get your different God's instruments apparels. Friends in ministry, we encourage and inspire. It's been a minute, but it, they're finally here. So our Friends in Ministry merchandises are finally available for purchase. You can purchase online using our Teespring online store link that will be provided. There, you'll be able to purchase your t-shirts, your masks, and signature hoodies and so much more. Purchase your merch today and support the movement. God bless. Friends in ministry, we encourage and inspire. Friends in ministry, we encourage and inspire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Live from the Gen Studio, we enlighten and support each other. We're promoting positivity, positivity, friends in ministry. Tell us where you've been, tell us what you've seen, friends in ministry. <clears throat> um, most, most persons 
um, only consider music and ministry when it comes to um, prayer meeting and reading scripture. Yeah. I use it in the negative light to say, all right, music in a ministry and musicians supposed to pray and musicians supposed to fast and musicians supposed to read, etc. You know it works. Right. But on the flip side, when it comes to actually carrying out the ministry, people don't really see it as a ministry. True. Um, they they don't believe that musicians should have the the proper tools, the proper equipment, the proper training. Um it's just musicians are placed basically at the back of everything else um, right and i mean i don't know obviously like as you know i've migrated now going on maybe almost 10 years but um i don't know if they're they have changed and done better but you know to your point about um a lot of persons really didn't consider it to be ministry. A lot of persons just consider it to be, okay, you're playing music to accompany the singing of songs, but that's really it, you know. But I think a lot of persons don't understand, you know, the spiritual side of it because, you know, we're actually, as you alluded to earlier, we're actually all working together you know, we, we set the table where we, we set the atmosphere. Like, you, you know, the, the, the music and, you know, the, the singing and the praise and worship, you know, ushering the presence of God. Like, you, you know, you may play a certain card and it, it, it brings the church to a certain point. Like, it's, it's a part of the ministry aspect, um, you know, of, 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 worship and church it's not just oh we're here to you know knock two sticks and yeah. touch two keys you know like and not and to also to the other point like a lot of musicians you know um you know validate some of the stereotypes because yeah. you know you have musicians that really don't you know care about nothing else other than just coming to play they're not a part of in tune into what really going on in the services so you know i think like sometimes it's hard to find a common ground with some people and the musicians because it's not like sometimes you know they make it seems as though you know you're not we're not as valuable as the praise and worship leader the evangelist or so that I actually like to, you know, when I talk to other musicians that they have other things under their belt that they are a part of in the church. And it's not just seen as, oh, you're just there for the music. Like you're, you're, you're spreading other um, the aspects or other departments um, of the church. And that is good. But as I said, you know, like, and you will always have people like that. Because just like with everything, you have good and bad. You always have a happy transfer. But they don't care about anything else, bro. They're just... Yeah? Yeah. Um, I think more... More respect is given to... Um, preachers. Or yeah. teachers. Um, <clears throat> I guess it's a tradition-based thing where they value the word. Yeah. the spoken word. Yeah. Um, over everything else, I see it as the most important thing, the most important part of a service. Um, how I see it really is everything is equally important because at the Very end, much. Right. it's one end goal we're trying to meet. Right. So because yeah. and to and to 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 your point, mm-hmm. a song, you know, somebody can be delivered, somebody can be touched, somebody can be healed. Somebody, you know, can surrender their lives during a song, even before it gets to the preacher. So to your point, you know, it's equally as important, like, you know, a song can touch somebody's heart in a certain way. Like they had intentions to do some things um, that they really have no business doing. And, you know, the song ministered to them in such a way that they decided to to change because, you know, it's it's ministries like most times it's over, but it's music ministry right and uh, you know as i said earlier it's like it it, it it ushers 
you know, and set the table for, you know, the word and stuff like that. So it's all, so yeah, go ahead. And yeah. Yeah. So every, I think every, every position, every, every talent, every gift is of equal importance because both can either discourage or encourage, um, a member of the congregation or a visitor or something. Because for example, um, if I as a usher, for example, um, yeah. I am welcoming somebody, a visitor coming to the church. Right. Um, my my deportment, my mannerisms, it can either have a positive effect on the person or a negative effect. Right. And that can either be a distraction to the person for the whole service or yeah. welcome them, make them feel comfortable. Right. Same with the music. If I am playing um, horribly, it can be a very big distraction. distraction. Very big distraction. Um, right. Or if I'm playing skillfully, or even sometimes if you're playing, um, I wouldn't say too skillfully, but out of um, the context of the service, out of the moving of the spirit, if you want to put it that way. Yeah. Um, it can be a, di- a distraction. And the same thing with the preacher. The preacher might um, be not in the spirit, just in the flesh, saying who knows what, and it becomes a distraction. Yeah. Start to have all sorts of thoughts going through their mind. So everything has a cause and effect, and it can be both it can be both good and bad. So in my eyes, they're all equal. Well, right, all right, good stuff, bro. Um, so what is your advice to a young musician that is watching this interview? A young musician that is listening to this interview. That you know. Because, I mean, I know you have been there. I've been there. One of the struggles of, you know, when you're developing as a musician is like, sometimes you're looking at the end product and it can be very discouraging. Like, you know, I, I used to remember, like, I used to watch a lot of Corey Henry videos and many times I wanted to quit quit playing music because I say, oh, I joke, it's like, we can't win male star, can't play like man like that. And many times during your development, you know, persons that you look up to and you're learning from or something like that, you're looking at the end product. And, and this is why I feel like a lot of people don't become musicians because most times they're looking at the end product and be like, okay. Because the big thing that they are overlooking is the work. Yeah. So what's your advice to a young musician? Um, um you know, seeing as when you develop, and I know you're going to say, oh, you're not there yet, and things of that nature. Because, <laughs> you know, the typical musicians thing, you have to take the modest road, you know? You know? So, oh, boy. Um, to get where you are now, because as you remember, I reached out to you the other day, or I don't remember how long it was, to really tell you how proud of I was of you. And um, it's because I remember, you know, like, where I saw you come from to get to where you are now, where you're you're a big part of music as it relates to your organization. And that was so huge. And I'm like, yeah, you know, just to reach out to let you know that I see you. But to our young musicians that may be watching this, that, you know, they're learning, they're, they're owning their craft as, you know, so to speak, and probably um, sometimes get discouraged or what's your advice to them to, 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 to get to where they need to be. All right. Um, all right, you see, let's put it this way. As a young musician, um, you're going to have persons who you look up to in music. Yeah. Um, these persons are going to have a very strong influence and it might be one person, but it might be more than one person. Right. Um, <clears throat> Just starting out in music, you're not going to have your own identity identity musically because you're going to be learning from people and pulling out a lot of stuff. And as you go along and as you progress and grow, that is when you start to bring out yourself and your passion in the music. So I would say, firstly, practice. Practice makes perfect. That's a very cliche statement, but it's very, very very true. true. Very true. Um, I remember in my earlier days playing the keyboard, um, I would practice very often. 
And as soon as I notice I stop practicing as often, I start to forget things very easily. Yep. Things that we could have played just like that. Forget it. Yeah. So practice makes perfect. Um there is no excuse for not practicing. And this is something that I have to fight myself with at times too. Right. Um the biggest um excuse a musician can give for not practicing his time. Right. And it, the truth of it is, if it is something that you love and it's something that you have a passion for and you want to grow time, and right. excel in, you will make the time, you will find the time to do it. So, practice is important. You will make the time and find the time to do it. Um, if you are just a beginner um, early in your musical journey, um, don't worry about sounding like the great influences that you have at this point you will always learn and draw things but don't try to be a clone of your influences and at the same time don't be afraid to approach um persons who you look up to in music because you'll never know um the person might have a willing uh, willingness to share their knowledge yeah, but because of your hesitant to approach and ask for guidance, ask for teaching and stuff, um, you might starve your um, your journey. But yeah, don't be afraid to approach. Practice can't stress that enough. <laughs> practice, yeah, right? Like perfect. And just you don't have to, you eventually your musical identity will come forth. Mm-hmm. And another thing that i have learned is that your reputation as a musician will always precede you yeah persons will hear about you before you go on an instrument and play before them i've seen that many times and i've seen persons um i've seen it affect persons both positively and negatively negative right because you lose a gig here right or because of what persons hear about yeah and they never yet hear you play you can you could have been the best Right. Let them just hear something with them say, so, you know, I've been work with this person. Right. So your reputation will precede you in most cases. Especially like for me, um I can't remember the first major um event I played keyboard for. But I know that no one heard me play the key art. The person who would have referred me or asked for me to play did not hear me play right. before I, I played that at the event. But it's what what they, what they heard about heard me, before, right. right? Because a lot of people only hear somebody can play keyboard; they never really hear me. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So your reputation in most cases will precede you. So you have to work on that. Your character and your reputation is very important. It's not just your talent. Because you tell them to rule and take you so far. Yeah. All right. So good. So so all right. And in terms of practicing, what's usually what's your practicing styles? Do you watch YouTube videos? Do you just practice your skills? Your you know um, things like that nature. What's your what's one of your practice sessions? What's that like? Um, all right, so early on in in coming up, I would just just do anything, just do random things. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't be structured. Um, right. I can't say I have a definite structure of what I practice, but normally what I would do, I would just listen to art. All right, so for instance, when I was a bit younger coming up, just learning to play the keyboard, I would listen for or go on YouTube for song tutorials. Yes. And just follow them, copy what they do. Right. Learn a song via tutorials. Um it progressed from there to going listening for songs, trying to play them. Um as how I hear them. Right. And then from there, still listening to songs, but I try to add my own feel. Right. And then, apart from listening to songs, I listen to other musicians. Um, I try not to to copy what they play or 
I do copy a right. lot of what other musicians play, but I don't. I make it mine. It's like a template. Yeah. I take that template and I do what I feel um, is justice to that. So it's not a case where I, I take something from a particular song somebody play and play the exact same thing in that exact same song every right. time. Right. You know, I just take it, see how well it works in other things. See how I, I can make it my own. Yeah, yeah. And then I share that with other people because it's a cycle. Right. Yeah. All right. All right. Good stuff, bro. So, um, one more question before you go. We're about to wrap up here. But the big elephant in the room for most musicians, and I faced it starting out as a musician. But as we know, transports <laughs> thing for many young musicians. Um, the, 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 for me, I was a basically, I guess you could say I learned music at, at a disadvantage. Of, well, let me not say that. That's not ungrateful. But I learned how to play, you know, um, keyboard transposed, you know, yeah. like before I actually know that, okay, other keys were meant to be played, and I thought like that was how you everybody played. Um, so obviously it's a big thing. Obviously, <laughs> I got more appreciation of stepping out of that. Obviously, like you know, I play you know organ now, so there's no transpose button there. Yeah. But um, yeah, like we have to to the musician then where. Them have some nice cards, them have some nice licks, them have some nice um, progressions, some nice cards. But if them transpose them, I just want to see. Yeah, after them. All right. Here's my view on transposing. Yeah. All right. So, a little background. I was taught, or when I was learning the keyboard, I was taught that using the transpose is how you change the key yeah so for a good while more than 10 years um that's the only thing i know how to do yes transpose. me too <laughs> um <laughs> eventually i started watching youtube and what what um would happen is that i would watch tutorials yeah and i would learn the song in let's say a flat for example right i'll learn the song in a flat and then what i find myself doing is working out what i learned in a flat back in the key that i originally transposed in right and it became such a bad habit that it it almost i couldn't play anything even though i know what it is to play in a flat i'm still not comfortable playing in a flat because of how I was programmed to transpose to a particular key. Yeah. Um, what I would say, as a beginner musician, avoid it at all costs. Yeah. Because it's going to, it's going to do you more harm than good. Right. Um, for musicians that already are transposing. Stop it. Um, as habitually, just a disclaimer: nothing is inherently wrong. Um, yes, transposing. right. However, I think I think that's a very um yeah they they very sore point <laughs> <laughs> in the music world. But nothing, I don't think nothing is inherently wrong with transposing. Because at the end of the day, some of these big records that you hear and big musicians, a lot of times um the person in shock for vinyl that transpose them transpose. Yeah, <laughs> it does not change um the effect of the song. The song still no. sound good. The cards yeah. or whatever still sound good. Right, but it's just if you want to grow, yes. um, in music, eventually I believe it. Man. You have to be right because um, you. It's nothing like being in a situation where, um, because as you know, bro, we all been through this. You be, you got someone for a player, and you can't find a chance to post on the keyboard. Never story you, about that. Yo, you got someone for player. Cause yo, that used to be my thing. You know, you see. You see? Anywhere I'm going to go when we have to play, 
you know, have to before me start time for me up in there. I have to try to get a prepare for it. Yeah. I have to find you out. Let's transpose button there. Uh, you know what I mean? Let me give you a story. <laughs> One time, um, in our early days, we used to have a youth choir and the youth choir would go to other churches and sing. Yeah. So one night we go to a particular church and when we go around the keyboard, practice the song in another particular key. Yeah. When we go around the keyboard and we start the intro. Yeah. Some of them come in from a different key. Yeah. So I look on the keyboard or some I look for time I go through every minute, no transpose me can't find on the keyboard. <laughs> and I tell you the thing when I have to do me use the pitch bend and I just press the key. Until it sound like the key of the song, you know. I'm just hold the pitch bender so for the whole song. I met it, say, boy, it was like, we couldn't. <laughs> it did hard to play out the song. Hard to play out the song. So, yeah, um, transpose is a very deadly thing, um, but nothing inherently is wrong with it. Right. But if you right. want to grow in a music, you have to step out of it, right? Leave it, Ben. You have to leave it, Ben. Um, I don't think I am at the point where I'm comfortable. In all to Yeah, I mean, it's, I feel, personally, and, I feel like every musician, great as they are, every yeah. musician have, have, have keys that they're not so good in. Right. Even if they can, you know, play in, because, like, as I said, I play the organ. Um, there are some keys that I can play, I can find my way around, but certain movements that I would do in certain, yeah. like, it's not my strong key, like, you know, yeah. and I feel like that's with every musician. Some yeah. keys are just not, they're strong, they're not. Certain things that they can do with certain keys, in some keys, that's the key that, you know, so if, the aim is obviously, like, everybody would look, say, you can play this in every, you know, 12 keys, but yeah. not, that's, you know, not everybody, everybody has yeah, yeah. a weakness in you, but you're not in one key or two or more. Yeah, it takes a lot of work. Um, and my thing is, if, for example, if you if you know you have a place somewhere where you executing um everything correctly and properly and neatly, is very important. If you have a transpose to do it, just transpose and do it because the better your transpose and the music comes out sounding good, right? Received yeah. well by the audience, right? Rather than you are try to prove. Your fellow musicians, so, hey, I'm not for transpose, and you make a, make a fool of yourself. <laughs> so, if you're after transpose, go ahead and transpose, but try yeah. dedicate an hour at least. Yeah, playing at the most uncomfortable key you can. Right, find a simple song, try to play it in every key until they get there. Take a lot of work, but yeah, just something you have to do. Right. All right, bro. Good stuff. Good stuff. This has been another good episode of Friends in Ministry. So, all right, guys, we wrap up this session, you know, with our guy, um, Raymond Thomas, um, musician for, you know, the UPC churches, what is home <laughs> churches, <laughs> Grace Tabernacle in, you know, Sharper Lane. Um, but yeah, bro, with much respect for giving me a few, you know, moments of your time to come and speak with us here at Friends Ministry. Um, you know, as I, as I reached out to you the other day and told you, bro, I'm so proud, you know, of the musicians that you have become, you know, especially mm-hmm. because, you know, I know I saw, I saw where you came from, you know, you when you left from the drums and you started to play, I know. Now you're one of the top um, keys in the organization. I'm gonna laugh like yeah, I like I'm, I, like I'm a nobody here, so that, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's in my mind. I'm gonna see this. Uh, I see no, I'm I'm sure I'll Brian. You know, Brian, I'm sure Brian, I'm gonna see this. Yes. Sure. You can't listen to Brian, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, bro, much respect. Mm. Um, continue, do your thing, continue, you know, um, stay humble, continue, do your grind. And keep getting better and better. So, you know, we'll continue to look forward to great things. And as you say, you're looking to going into production. I know, you know, that's mm. you will get there, bro. Let's continue to keep pushing. So, yeah. what do you think, bro, bro? Uh, and if I can, there's we have a, a event 
um coming up soon yeah man so just leave man. a plug um yeah man you gilead do. coming up soon gilead. the poster right you can yeah. send it to me right, if you want right, yeah hold on yeah all right there you go gilead june 11th right um yeah this concert i got it i got shell man it's a wicked yeah play for roda or yeah have the free block right. somebody else um no road of our band man but <laughs> yeah we, we my band are gonna be the main band for the night though okay okay yeah so we have that coming up um yeah. working process trust me it, it's going to be all right guys so gilead you'll meet your needs looking forward to that um that concert post the, the post it again even though it's gonna be june 11th okay. At six, okay. All right, good stuff, good stuff. All right, bro. Again, much respect. So this has been another great episode of Friends in Ministry. I'm your host, Ricky Ricardo. As usual, Friends in Ministry is brought to you by the Gen Studios. Friends in Ministry is also brought to you by the Holy Armor Clothing Line, where you suit up, stand up, and stand out. Don't forget to shop with them today. Don't forget to shop with them. Until next time. God bless and see you on the next episode. Friends in ministry, we encourage and inspire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Live from the Gen Studio, we enlighten and support each other. We're promoting positivity. Positivity, friends in ministry. Tell us where you've been, tell us what you've seen, friends in ministry.